What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 18. I'm your host, Riley. We got a busy episode. It's not going to be a super long episode because everything we're going over is kind of short, but we do have a lot to get into. We're going to start the show with a couple headlines, and then we have the QBE shootout to get into. Matt Kuchar and Harris English get their third win, actually, at that event. Crazy. They own that place. But we'll get into all that later. Kuchar with his uh, with his caddy for the week. I mean, he is just alley-ooping golf coverage people. It was too easy with who he had on the bag. We'll get into that also. But uh, then we're going to go on to the PNC. Uh, talk about Tiger, Charlie, JT, his dad, Mike. Um, Bubba Watson is playing in the event now. I know Bernhard Langer is playing in the event. Uh, the dailies will be there like they are every year. So that is going to be actually super fun. That's this weekend down in Orlando, Florida at the Risk Carlton. We're going to cover all of that. And we're also going to get into the U.S. Open. And by that, the ladies U.S. Open, the 75th U.S. Open. 75th Women's U.S. Open was this weekend. It actually just finished up a few hours ago. I record on Mondays. Bad weather all week, so it pushed to a Monday finish after yesterday. Got canceled pretty damn quick. I don't even think the leaders got out on the course before tee times got canceled. But we're going to talk lady the Lady U.S. Open. It was phenomenal. Probably better than, I'd say probably better than 85% of all the PGA Tour events that happened this season, especially after the break. It was great. Drama on Monday. Olsen had a two-shot lead at one point. Kim came back. It was just crazy. So we're going to get into all that. It was awesome. First, we're going to start with some headlines, though, before we get into all of that. And we do kind of start with a sad one. It was announced Sunday Sunday evening, but Amy Olsen, who was in second place heading into the last round of the Lady U.S. Open, her father-in-law passed away Saturday night. This Saturday night, he passed away suddenly, unexpectedly. Just so sad for that family. Um, Her husband was with her at the tournament. He was there to support his wife. And then, of course, flew home to be with his mother and his brother after he heard the news. It's just what a burden to play with during your last round of a major, right? She did play. Uh, She had a solo lead, like I already said. Um, But that's something that would have been one hell of a story. Uh, but it's just so tough to play through that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, her and her, her and her husband got married in 2017. They both went to North Dakota state university. He's actually the current linebackers coach of their football team. But like I said, he flew uh, back home once he heard the news, but just terrible news coming out of the LPGA, especially in such a big week. So prayers with Amy Olson and her family uh, with Grant for his dad. Um, hope they get through that. Just, crazy sad for that family so not a great uh one to start the show with but we got to do it um moving on little lighter little lighter note Kyle Berkshire um long drive champ he's won a bunch I don't know actually how many he's won um I know he's been doing a bunch of YouTube stuff recently uh getting training a couple guys uh definitely just working on the social media aspect even though he still obviously does uh the long drive competitions but this man is an absolute monster 63 215 pounds and he he hung out with Bryson DeChambeau over the weekend and if you don't know Bryson is chasing t- kind of to become Kyle 
and it did not disappoint. Those two hanging out together bash the golf ball. And they did a little bit of a challenge. Bryson filmed it for his, I believe it was his Instagram story. Kyle grabbed an eight iron, took a took a couple swings with it, obviously tried a lot just because of how the video um, went. But he hit an eight iron 302 yards, which is just kind of hard to picture in my mind. Like a range eight iron for me goes about 170 yards. Watching somebody hit an eight iron 302 yards doesn't even make sense to me. It's rare that I hit driver 302 yards. The The average PGA Tour player only hits driver 294 yards. And Kyle Berkshire can hit an eight iron longer than that. So that's insane. If you haven't watched the video, go check it out. I know everybody picked it up. Sports Center, ESPN, Bleacher Report, everybody. Golf.com, Golf Channel all posted the video. It's insane. Just hooked a draw in there. Must have drawn 40 yards. But it was insane to watch. So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Uh, It was crazy. And then the last kind of headline, one of my guys, one of my favorite players on tour, European tour, Tommy Fleetwood, the best hair on the PGA tour. Probably, I would argue the best hair in golf. A couple people might disagree. Pat Perez has got some got some locks back there, but Tommy Fleetwood, my favorite hair on PGA Tour, has officially joined the staff of Taylor Made. Um, He's been a free agent since Nike stopped making clubs back in 2016. He's he actually played Nike for a while after that. I know he had his favorite set of Nike blades for a bit, and then they kind of wore out, and he tried by. he tried buying Paul Casey's, I believe, old Nike irons when Paul was using Nike also. So he was a huge Nike guy, loved the clubs. And then over the last, I think, year, he's had, um, I think he's had actually T, TF Protos or some, maybe even maybe even the Tiger Proto irons from TaylorMade. He's had TM irons in the bag, their blades. I know Rory had Protos, DJ had Protos, all that kind of stuff. They did it with all, every, Rozo, Rosie had Protos too. So he's had tailor-made clubs in the bag for a bit. I know his driver, I believe, with a was a TSI, but his, I think his five wood might have been a sim. The top two slots in his bag, I think, were Titleist, but below that, I think, was tailor-made. So he's been gaming it for a bit, and then tailor-made. It's on the twilightnine.com blog, but tailor-made released the perfect. Announcement video for Tommy joining TaylorMade. They got like a beard oil, hair oil. It's amazing. That's the only thing he gets out of the tour truck and then he leaves. Um, so if you guys haven't seen that, go to twilight9.com and check that video out because how they rolled it out was perfect. It had been speculated for a bit that he was going to join TaylorMade. It was kind of, I don't want to say old news when they announced it today, but everybody knew he was coming um, to TaylorMade. So it was just kind of an official thing, but it's good. TaylorMade is definitely... I mean, in my opinion, the number one club maker in the United States, in the world, probably. Some people are trying to do what they're doing. Their drivers, by far the best. Um, their wedges have made huge strides over the last couple of years. Obviously, Vokey is always going to be the number one name when people think of wedges. Same with Cleveland wedges are insane. But the the I think they call them the big t- the high toe wedges are fantastic. Their milled grind twos with the rusty faces were amazing. Also, uh, so they've been putting out some pretty good wedges. Their putters behind the Odyssey Stroke Glass that came out were were pretty nasty. Uh, but the the tailor made 
the TaylorMade Spider X, which was released, I think, right around a year ago, maybe a little bit more, is probably the best putter I've ever had my hands on. It's incredible. Um, so there's no surprise that all the big names are kind of flocking to TaylorMade. Tiger, Rory, um, Tommy now, all these guys, DJ, Matthew Wolf, Colin Morikawa, they're all TaylorMade, and it's not really a surprise at all. Uh, that all these guys are going in that direction. Their clubs and everything, balls, just so good. So yeah, Tommy Fleetwood officially joins TaylorMade. And that's the last bit of the headlines I got for you guys. So let's just jump in to the QBE shootout. Matt Kuchar and Harris English get the W, their third win as a pair at this event. They won by nine strokes. It was not even close. Um, they were in the mix kind of starting on the first day on Friday, even though Kevin Na and O'Hare went super low. I think they went 16 under if I'm not, if I'm not wrong about that. Uh, but then they just dominated the last two days, one by nine strokes. Um, they actually set the 54 hole scoring record at 37 under, which broke the record previously set by that pair in 2013. Um, so they just dominated this event and it's not that big of a surprise. Kucher hasn't been in the best form. Uh, he was striking it. Okay. Hasn't been in the best form. He's always going to putt, which that is the most important stat at a tournament like that is putting. So Kucher was always going to putt well. And then Harris English has been striping it for the last, I don't even know, pretty much since the restart, he's been absolutely striping it so that's no surprise either so that kind of pairing with that kind of history at that course where experience matters just because you know what the greens are going to do all that kind of stuff you know how the runoffs around the greens are going to play that's just a big advantage so putting experience they had both of that going at the right time one of the guys was striping it so absolutely no surprise to me that they got the W. Um, I think they were plus 1100 I think going into the week one of the favorites I think the third or fourth favorite going into the week so that is no surprise but we got to talk about this for a second. Matt Kuchar. And this storyline that happened in 2018 is going to forever follow him around the PGA Tour. No matter what he does, if he slips up a little bit, it's going to come up. And that is when at the 2018 Mayakoba Golf Classic, he hired a fill-in caddy. It wasn't his normal caddy. He got, he got a fill-in. His name was David Ortiz. No relation to the Boston Red Sox. But his name was David Ortiz. And he was a caddy at the resort. So he knows the golf course very, very well. Kuchar was coming into the week playing good golf. And he ended up winning the tournament. And not a big storyline until a few days later, even actually maybe that day later, I forget when it broke. But it came out that instead of paying the average 10% to a PGA Tour caddy that every guy pays his caddy every single week when he makes the cut and makes money, Matt Kuchar paid this guy $5,000. Which is like, wow, $5,000 for four days of work, right? But it just doesn't work like that. And Cooch ended up ended up saying to Golf.com, for a guy who makes $200 a day, 5000 for the week is a really big week. Like, you fucking kidding me, Coocher? I used to be kind of a Coocher guy. Got Jordan Spieth waxed him at the Open. And he's searching. I think he has eight wins now, or if this counts, nine wins. And it's just like, what are you doing, bro? That's just not how that works. Just because it's not your guy, just because it's not a PGA Tour caddy doesn't mean 
that you can't pay this guy enough money. And holy shit, did he not only hear it from the media, but he heard it from the players. I think um, it was the first year that they did. It's not the Rocket Mortgage standings. What is the standings? They do like extra money every year. And I think the winner gets like $2 million. For the FedEx Cup, I think, at the end of the season, the top 10 make a bunch of extra money. And I think Rory beat Kucher by like 40 points or something super, super low. And he brought it up at like their the celebration party they were having and then Rory hit him with like uh we we all know how much he cares about money or something like that and it was just the most brilliant awkward thing you've ever seen in your entire life and it just is gonna haunt him forever especially when in 2018 when he won the Mayakoba his paycheck was just under 1.3 million dollars standard payment for a caddy is 10 percent on a first place check, meaning he should have paid that guy over $100,000 for his help at Mayakoba. That's a life-changing amount of money for a caddy, right? A caddy at a resort. Like Kucher said, the guy makes $200, $300 a day. Getting $100,000 is legitimately life-changing and Kucher paid him five grand. He paid him five grand. But after the backlash... I don't even know when he made up for it. After all that backlash happened, he ended up bumping up the pay to 50000 which is still less than half of what he should have gotten, right, from the 10%. So he paid him less than 5% of the winnings. But I mean, 50 grand's 50 grand, but still, like, holy shit. But what that, why that's funny still is guess who he had on the bag this week when he, when he won the QBE? And I think I said it in the article or on the show last week, but I think it was for 435 grand is what Kucher won. He had his son on the bag, meaning he doesn't have to pay his caddy $44,000 for the week because it's his son. And I get it. The storyline is, oh, let's get the kid out on the course and try to you know teach him a little bit more about golf and what really goes into it, blah, blah, blah. If it was anybody else, it would have been fantastic. But because it's Kucher, it's fucking hilarious that his son was on the bag and he won and he doesn't have to pay his caddy unless he put 44 grand in his son's bank account and i'm sure his son's not (laughs) strapped for cash even though he's a young kid i think he's 13 and he's gonna grow up with a fine life but oh my god you say forty four thousand dollars and it's crazy but he gets out he wins it whatever it was it was just the storyline and that was just so perfect golf media immediately jumped on it and as soon as the PGA Tour tweeted about it, oh, Matt Kuchar had his son <laughs> as the caddy. You can't tweet that and not expect golf Twitter to not go insane. And that's what they did. Kuchar got roasted again two years later, over two years <laughs> uh, removed since the initial incident. But whatever. Um, second place at the QBE shootout uh, was a three-way tie, three-way tie Excuse me, at 28 under. Rory Sabatini and Kevin Tway. Uh, Lanto Griffin and Mackenzie Hughes, who I mentioned last week, and then Kevin Na and Sean O'Hare. So they hung in there. They had a huge first day uh, and were never really able to build upon that first day, but they hung in there for a second place finish, three-way tie. A lot of guys played really good golf. I think Answer and Wolf, who combined were the two, like combined the highest uh, WGR rankings or world golf rankings. Um they came in last, I think. I think they came in solo 12th, dead last. So who knows? 
you never know really what's going to happen. It really comes down to putting experience in that tournament, and you can just look at the six guys, eight guys at the top of the leaderboard. All of them can fucking roll it, and that's what happened. So QBE shootout, it was fun. I'm not a huge fan of that course. Uh, Tibjorn, or however the hell you pronounce it. Uh, not a huge fan, but it was a good tournament. It was fun. Um, the ladies, U.S. Open. Let's cover this for a little bit. It was so sick. And A. Lim Kim dominated the last 45 minutes of golf. It was crazy. She started She started around five back, 25 years old, South Korean. She was wearing a down jacket between shots. She had somebody outside the ropes carrying the jacket. Sometimes a caddy did it, carrying the jacket, giving it to her between shots so she could stay warm because the weather was awful. Um, but it was so she wore a mask the entire time. The most 2020 thing I've ever seen. The winner of the ladies US Open was wearing a mask. It's just way too perfect. Um, She started the final round five shots back. And then at the end of her round, she birdied her last three holes to get the W. A bunch of people actually birdied the last hole. Um, Like uh, Olsen had a two shot lead on the back nine. Uh, she couldn't really do anything. She made a bunch of pars in the row. And then on the 16th, she she made bogey, which kind of put the nail in her coffin. Uh, she did birdie the last hole, but it was too late. Uh, Kim already finished, and she she was pretty she was already the winner at that point. But I said it. I kind of touched on it. Oh, no, before we get to that, actually, the paycheck, the winner. Kim's paycheck was a million dollars. And it's just so sick to get a paycheck that big in ladies golf. It's always a conversation. The ladies should be paid as much as the boys as they should be. Cause the LPGA puts on as good as, as entertainment as the PGA tour does. And for that paycheck to be a million dollars, that is life changing money for her. And it's just so sick. Um, but it's so sick, but I, I, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but the LPGA, if you're an amateur golfer, 10 to 18 handicap, and you want to really learn how to play the game of golf and manage your way around the golf course and really just understand the game of golf more and where to play from certain shots, what shot to hit, what club to hit in this situation, watch the LPGA tour. Their distances, some girls bomb it, bomb it. Lexi Thompson could probably outdrive me on multiple, multiple occasions if we played around together. These girls are right around the same distance as the as an average amateur golfer. They hit the same clubs. The difference is with the hybrids and three woods, they are hitting them with the accuracy of pitching wedges, which is insane to watch. They strike them right off the deck, perfect draw, perfect fade, sticking them on greens, playing the run out. It's incredible. But if you really want to learn how to play the game of golf, watch the LPGA Tour. They're so fundamental in everything they do. They're putting, they're chipping, they're driver, they're long irons, they're short irons, they're half wedges, they're three-quarter wedges. It's so fundamental and so fucking good that if you really want to learn how to play golf at a, at a decent level, if you're a 10 handicap, if you want to get down to a five, watch the girls. Don't watch the guys. The PGA Tour is a different sport. How far they hit the golf ball with as much spin as they do. Their eight iron goes 190 yards, 200 yards. Amateur golfers can't do that. They don't know how to play that shot because they can't. They're like, how is how are their balls sticking on the green like that when mine run off the back? It's because they're hitting an eight, eight iron 190 yards. The girls would hit a five iron from there, and that's when you can see how they play that shot because that's the shot you got to play. 
So if you want to learn how to play golf, watch the LPGA Tour. They're fucking phenomenal. I love watching Lady Golf. I was watching it all weekend. I had it on my computer when I was watching NFL football and college football on Saturday. The tournament was fantastic. The course was cool. Uh, They were playing on a couple courses the first couple days and then went to one course for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. But watch the LPGA Tour if you really want to play some high-level golf because those girls are freaking sick. So she gets gets her uh, in her first appearance in the U.S. Open. Kim gets her first win. So good for her. It was amazing. Um, a million dollars, pretty crazy, pretty, pretty, pretty sick for the game of golf right there. And then to end the show, quick thing on, uh, the PNC championship. So it's going to be at the Ritz Carlton golf club in Orlando, gray and lakes, uh, December 17th to the 20th. So later this week it is starting. Um, and it's going to be sick. As you guys know, tiger and his son have already committed and that happened probably over a month ago now they committed that was one of the first articles on twilight night uh, twilight 9.com actually was when tiger announced that him and charlie were going to be there but it's great man there's so many names that are going to be here jim furick and his son david duval and his son john daly and his son um patrick harrington and his son cooch and his son langer and his son greg norman and his son who designed this course by the way uh gary player and his grandson are playing in it vj singh and his son um uh, JT and his father, Lee Trevino and his son, Bubba Watson and his father-in-law, Tiger Woods and his son. Um, Annika and her father are playing in it. Love watching her play golf. She's just so smooth with it. I cannot wait for that. A lot of big names. It's going to be very entertaining. I can't wait for it. I'm definitely going to put it on. Um, it's a it's an event that I usually, usually watch a lot. Um, when Jack was playing in it with his grandson and his son, it was pretty awesome. The field is packed, man. 66 major titles among the entire field, 20 major champions. It's going to be great. And uh, the reigning champion, Bernhard Langer and his son, Jason, back in the field. So we're really looking forward to this. And news broke actually a couple, probably a couple hours ago, two, three hours ago now. Uh, Tiger and Charlie are going to be paired with JT and his dad, uh, which is just great. Just because JT, before the Mayakoba this year, spoke on the relationship with that him and Charlie have. Uh, a few weeks back, Charlie already wants to beat JT and everything, whether it's golf, putting, anything they do, he wants to beat JT already. And he already got his trash talking gene from his dad. So it's going to be really good to see if um, what happens because Charlie's a stick. I don't know if you guys have seen him swing a golf club, but if you just search Charlie Woods on Instagram, you'll be able to find the video or on Twitter. Charlie's a stick. And he's got one of the better actions I've seen in that young of a kid. Uh, he gets it to the top of the thing, drops it down a little bit, rotates through the golf ball. I mean, his dad is Tiger Woods, so it does make sense. But I'm looking forward to it, especially that grouping. That group is going to be must, must watch TV. Same with the Daily group. John Daly and Daly Jr. are sick. Daly Jr. is nasty. He probably already hits it pretty close to 300 yards, 280, 300 yards. He's got speed. He's got the swag already. His dad wears the long, colorful pants. He's got the shorts, but the same kind of the same graphics on him. I love this tournament. It's so good to watch. So check it out, guys. It's going to be PNC Championship, I believe, on Golf Channel starting at 2 p.m. Eastern for the first day, uh, December 17th through the 20th. It's going to be sick. So be on the lookout for that. But like I said at the uh, top of the show, DraftKings, uh, where I get all my betting information and all that kind of stuff, all the odds and all that, 
haven't posted PNC championship odds yet, and I don't know if they're going to. So there may or may not be a betting article on twilight9.com this week. If odds do come out, it'll be announced on Instagram, and then an article will come out later that day. But for now, there's not going to be any betting information. And then we have actually have a couple weeks off. Next week's show, obviously, we're going to recap the PNC. We have an interview lined up. And then for the next couple shows after that, we're probably just going to do interviews just because we don't have PGA Tour action to talk about. And then we, when we get back after uh, Christmas, it's the Century uh, Tournaments of Champions. So that's going to be sweet. We kind of get right back into it for the PGA Tour season. But for a couple weeks, it's kind of just going to be interviews and good shows uh, with brands that are going to be pretty sweet. So I'm really looking forward to that. But for the show this week, guys, that's all I have. So follow all the social media accounts um, on on uh, Instagram, Twilight9Pod, at Twilight9Pod. And it's the same thing on Twitter. On Twitter, I post all the new articles that come out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the account's brand new. I think it has like four or five followers on it. But go check both of that out at Twilight9Pod on both IG and Twitter. Um, keep an eye out all week long, all seven days, uh, the Twilight Nine blog, twilight9.com, posting betting articles. All the betting information goes up on that site as well as news articles. Um, everything will be posted there. And starting this week, which might trickle into a podcast per week also, same Twilight Nine, but an episode rather um, per week. Starting this week, an instructional piece is going up on twilight9.com. I haven't figured out what day the instructional piece is going to drop. I think I might make it either Thursday or Friday. Uh, to kind of end the week with an instructional um, article, but my background, I'm a PGA, I'm a PGA professional. I coach under a three-time PGA coach of the year. Um, So that's, that's going to be some pretty awesome information. I'm really excited to do that. Uh, So all the instructional content that you guys are going to need is going to be once a week on the twilight nine blog, twilight9.com once a week for instructional content. It's going to be pretty sweet. But that's it, guys. That's all I got. So follow those shows. Uh, follow all the socials at Twilight Nine Pod. Keep an eye out on the Twilight Nine blog and get ready for instructional content coming your way. But like I said, guys, that's it for this week. Um, be on the lookout for a betting blog if it comes out. And I'm excited to talk PNC Championship next week and also an interview. So I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Peace.